0: Good morning, baseball fans. It is Sunday, January fourteenth, and we're gonna we're gonna kick it off, Kelsey. We're gonna kick it off with a debate. I'm ready. Bright, I say bright and early, like it's. I mean, it's not that bright or early, it but is, whatever. It is for
1: a Sunday, you know. I feel like Sunday is just kind of a slower start to the day. It is for me anyway. It's the one day I got, that I don't really. You're like no, uh, no eight year olds. I, got, I got
0: children. My <laughs> no, I I stumbled out of bed at like eight and my 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 girls were like what what are you doing up mom i don't know maybe maybe i'm awake because of all of the slamming of the doors and 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 the screaming could could that be and they're like oh anyways so uh we're gonna kick it off with rated r warning first because that's what we have to do rated r warning um for the all of the adult content people just exclusively for
1: language yeah
0: yeah Yeah. 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 no 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 uh No spicy links here, I because I can't I cannot I cannot say the place where you can get those spicy links at because oh yeah all of the things come with the ads now and I'm all no thank you I don't not a thing no spicy links just Mm -hmm. spicy takes just spicy takes yes okay so um Kelsey before we started recording you you told me that you had eaten eggs and like waffles and deliciousness yes bacon wasn't ready yes (laughs) and then your husband encouraged you to eat the bacon on air which I again I will never I will never discourage eating bacon on air however we may have to fight on how you take your bacon so depending on how you take your bacon we will
1: how we will discuss many what, what
0: are the different ways you can you can take your bacon
1: like, like you mean like co- the level of cookedness
0: yes yes <laughs> I was like I don't under I, I don't know what, what debate we're having here Kelsey like <laughs> That's, again, <laughs> well, we said no spicy links here. So that's, that's uh, again, we so said about content reason, language.
1: Yeah, the reason it wasn't ready was because he did take it out of the oven and it was like, you know, it, it hasn't, it hadn't crisped up at all. And we like it oh, just okay. a little crispy, not like oh. burnt crispy, but like just a little, just that right level of crispy. Kind of the same way that like when you're roasting a marshmallow,
0: uh-huh. You want it
1: just like lightly browned for your s'more.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Is that is I- that the wrong answer? Yes.
1: You want it like fully done?
0: Full, on, full <laughs> on. I want it. I want it to be a fucking like charcoal briquette. Okay. Like <laughs> my whenever we go places um and I order bacon, I have to ask. I'm like, okay, but I need it like super extra crispy. And they're like, okay, I'm all no, 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 like super extra crispy, like, cr- <laughs> like, when the, the cook says, no, this is too burnt, I cannot serve this to people, then you bring it to me. That's when I need you to bring me the bacon. And my <laughs> husband is just yeah. like, absolutely not. No, no, Susie, that's not a thing that we can do. i all I no. And I go, how do you like your bacon? And he goes, and. Again, I told you guys that this is going to be rid of our podcast for all of the adult language, maybe a little bit for the adult content um humor, because like I don't understand how people are over here eating bacon like limp dicks because it's just not a thing that I can do. Like when Does you pick up that bacon, consistency, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If it like wiggles, no thank you. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. you now ruined bacon <laughs> There's so many people. I will say yes. I completely agree that I would rather have it like burnt, overdone, okay, per se than than limp dick bacon. Okay, I thank completely you. Completely
0: agree. <laughs> yes, I I, I knew scored. I I knew I chose the correct co-host. I knew it. Just I knew it. I could stay. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Kels! Congrats, you—you you passed the test. You Passed the test. Another week <laughs> down. I knew that that was going to be a, a concern in your life, so I'm glad that um, I'm glad that you can you know hang around. Yeah, I'm glad I got um, it out of the
1: way early in the morning, so I can just mm-hmm. let the stress
0: of that go. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you, nobody knew, nobody knew that we were going to be talking about limp dick bacon. This but, was my you know, arbitration is. case. <laughs> when
1: there was no in between. There is no in between bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's true you have to settle one way or the other and the verdict is out so
0: all, all all very true things girls all very true things um yeah i i'm not i'm not prepared for this polar vortex so, like you look very cozy and comfy right now and i i love i love how cozy yeah. and comfy you look right now no the
1: ultimate i'm okay the ultimate version of like cozy and comfy for me is wearing my husband's clothes so i'm wearing my <laughs> husband's flannel the hat is mine of course but Yeah. I don't know. There's something about just where he also like has so many flannels and I don't really have any and I love them. So that is, yeah, that's the way to get ultimately comfy and cozy. And it is, I believe the real feel is like negative 20 here right now where I'm at in Chicago. (sighs) So I know around the country it is rough, but I mean, Susie, what's it like there in Houston? Cause it, it sounds like you guys got it really bad.
0: Um, not yet, not yet. It's as of, as of right now, Uh, um as of right now it's 47 degrees
1: 47 you're hurting hurting over
0: there i i actually am (laughs) i it is i am actually chilly i i have i don't have um i am of the we don't turn on our heater like in our house Mm. like the overall it just whatever room you're in we just turn on the space heater because that's Whatever room you're in, and so we have a space heater going in, like in our main room. But tonight, the low is 43. Tomorrow, the low is 33. Tuesday, the high is only going to be 41, and the low is going to be 26. Ooh. And and everyone laughs at at the Texans and at the at the Southern people. They're like, "It's so cold. We're not set up. You're not. I don't think you guys understand. We're not set up for the cold."
1: Yeah, I was uh the last time I I think it was the last time that it was that cold there, it would have been in 2020, I think. Wasn't it was it in 2020 when you guys had like ice and snow and craziness, or was it 21? Maybe no, it was, it was like last
0: it was like last year. We had a huge freeze last year. Okay. Like- well,
1: there was some other time like two or three years ago where you it must have been three years ago. So maybe 21. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's 2024. Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I think it was in 21 around this time of year that, um, y'all had some inclement weather where it was like snow and ice for the, it was the first time it had happened in quite a while Yeah, and many things were shut down. And anyway, I was helping to oversee some fitness studios in the Dallas Fort Worth area during that time. And I remember just being like, what do you mean? That's what I learned all about that. Like, what do you mean you don't have de-icer? Like how how can the lock be stuck? Just go yeah. you know, pull your deicer that you keep in your pocket, like out it's January. <laughs> I'm like,
0: what words are you saying right now? Like what's the <laughs> de icer? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know these things. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm all uh, I and Dallas Fort Worth area actually gets colder than than us down here because they are yeah further north because you know southern Oklahoma. Uh and so when it gets that cold down here, and when I say down here, I'm we are literally like 15 minutes from the beach. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, cool. like it's not—it's not a pretty beach. Don't get it twisted. Everyone's like, oh my god, the beach? No, 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 it's gross and well. Not... We
1: have a beach that we're close to here too, that is not. <laughs> yeah, I—I feel you.
0: Yeah. So, um, it—it's it, not—it's not any—it's not, any, not any sort of good thing. But like, I'm like, no, no, no. That's why I put up with the ridiculous humidity and the nine-foot mosquitoes so that I don't ever have to deal with forty-three different layers of clothing. That's yeah. what I don't no, thank you. I don't want to do any of That's
1: that. It's rough. It's rough. You really got to plan ahead over here.
0: Yeah. I don't know. What how what how many layers is the most layers that you've ever put on? Oh gosh. I mean, I have no idea. I'm trying to think
1: at the times I have waited out in the cold. It, there was a time like in my my high school and and maybe even college years where there is a thing called uh, like rush tickets that you can get Uh when you're a student for like Broadway shows. Uh And so both in Chicago and, and some, in I don't think I ever did it when it was super cold in New York, but downtown Chicago, where most of the theaters are, is also right by the lake. So it's even colder and you get Uh like the lake effect, the wind chill is really bad down there. So I want to say those are probably some of the coldest times that I've like, you have to stand outside and wait for the box office to open because they only have them for like the first 10 people in line or something. Um, And then I also have been to a number of games at Wrigley field here in April because not anymore since they've changed up the schedule, but the Cardinals always used to come here like the first or second weekend in April. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, yeah, no, it's not above freezing here (laughs) that time of year. So I was actually just looking at a picture that I posted on Twitter of me and my friend Wes on April 17th, I think it was 2018, and it's it says on my little, you know, Instagram how you pull up the temperature and you add it in there. I did that and it says it's 33 degrees, but that probably means that the real feel is like maybe 10 at Wrigley because it's not far from the lake at all. So it's getting that same that same feel that you would get downtown in the loop. And yeah, I'm definitely where I have my Jersey on, like over like an Eskimo parka coat situation, but I'm I sure I have like, uh, you know, a long sleeve, like under armor shirt and a hoodie at, at the very least underneath that as well.
0: No, no, none of that. None of that. Pairs
1: of gloves, two or three pairs of socks. Got to have those Sorrel snow boots. There's just certain I- things you have to own.
0: But what words are you saying, right? Now? I don't even, I don't even know what words you're saying right now. It's no. an investment. No, absolutely not. No. Someone- you should like,
1: you get off the plane in Chicago, and and if you're moving here, you absolutely sh- it should be like part of the taxes that you're paying to live in Chicago. You should receive a knee length parka. Oh my god! No, absolutely down
0: not. Down parka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. Some uh, th- and this, this really is all it has all come about because I have I have watched foosball on TV, and that stupid Kansas City Chiefs Dolphins game. Oh my gosh, th- it hurt to watch that. I Andy Reid literally, literally so had snots, snotsicles, so snot icicles on his mustache. No, just no. How how do your eyeballs not freeze open? I, I don't know. Understand.
1: I, th- I think it was the Dolphins head coach. I don't know because I was like half watching it. I will never be a football fan, but my husband is. and considering how many hours of baseball he watches with me, I feel like I can at least hang out with him, uh, you know, on and off throughout a a football game here and there. So I had it on. I'm not sure if it was the Dolphins head coach, but I think it was his like nose was bright red and they kept, he kept like pulling down his little mouth cover just to talk. And I was like that, man, it just, it hurt. It hurts to look at his face. He's so cold. Like, yes, the eyeballs. I didn't even think about that. Like, Like, how are your eyes not watering? I don't don't understand
0: on your face. I I don't. All of it, I don't understand. and I had i I literally put on Twitter yesterday that there's no way no how that that I don't care if it was't if it was like the last World series game ALC like yeah. I don't care. You will not catch me at a game if it is that cold. I get cold when it's like below seventy degrees. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not.
1: We were no. talking about that last night, too. and I asked my husband, I said, what would you like if this was, you know, a Super Bowl game, or if you know, it was like a really rare opportunity that you got to go to a, a really exciting game and you really wanted to go, like would would you be there? And he was like, oh yeah, I would be there. <laughs> I'm like, i I because I and then I said, I don't think I would go to I would not go to a Cardinals World Series game if it was under 20 degrees. Like 20 degrees is like the cutoff for me. Like the actual physical temperature.
0: No, what? No, absolutely not. No. Because I I went to
1: that 33 degree game where I'm telling you, I'm sure the real feel was significantly less than that. But no, there's, I would draw the line at this kind of weather because it's just painful and it's, it can be really dangerous. So that's why I thought it was, I mean, obviously they took all kinds of preventative measures, whatever they could to protect the players and stuff yesterday, but.
0: No, when you when you have when you are literally getting a bottle of water out of the refrigerator, yes, and then it automatically just starts freezing. That is that is the temperature that that you stay inside. You stay inside. You don't you don't go
1: to pay Fifteen bucks for a bush light, and it just explodes in your hand. Can you imagine? Oh
0: my, my no, a my bush brain, light. My brain exploded. All of that. All of that. My brain exploded. Mm. No, no, thank you. Oh, well, we're gonna stay here with our, our warm cups of coffee
1: and our cozy studios. Yeah, yeah. So and dream of spring training.
0: We are. We are gonna dream of spring training. But first, Kels, we're gonna talk about our 40 man finds. Yeah, yeah. 40-man. If you guys are new around here, our 40 man finds are those guys who uh obviously are on the 40 man roster, may not be one of the superstars, may not be uh one of the starting nine, but you know, is is there gonna get a shot at some point in time hopefully um when we were coming up with names for this thankfully kelsey came up with a way better name for our, for this segment i don't know if it's better
1: a, but it's maybe more appropriate
0: i i don't know i think at some i think maybe at some point we will go with diamond daddies and and that's gonna be a whole other
1: <laughs> Get a whole new slew of listeners yeah
0: um but so we are doing the NL and the AL and we split it up to where we can figure out and learn new things because, you know, we're all about learning here. So Kelsey has the AL and I have the NL and um, Kels, why don't we, um, why don't you tell us who your American league 40 man fight is?
1: Yeah, well, we are going from teams with the worst record to the best records and we're, we're getting towards the middle here. So, This week, I uh, had the task of finding a 40-man from the Red Sox roster, and I'm going to go with Bobby Dalbeck, who you may or may not know about. I actually only know of him because uh, last Valentine's Day, so almost a year ago, I did an episode of my podcast, Peace, Love, and Baseball, and we called it, um, oh the top 10 dreamiest dudes and I did a draft with uh my fellow Cardinals fan Sarah at Sarah Ann 1212 on Twitter shout out Sarah uh for all of her great content and contribution there but we drafted we each drafted 10 players that we thought were like the hottest players currently uh-huh. in major league baseball and and Bobby Dalback was on my list I did not know anything about him other than I was like, You look good on the field. (laughs) Well, now I'm here to learn a little bit more about him because I do care, Bobby. His full name is Robert Vernon Dalbeck, and he was born on June 29th, 1995. And he was born in Seattle, Washington. Sounds like he spent most of his childhood there because he is a Mariners and a Seahawks fan. But he actually went to high school in Parker, Colorado, where he was a pitcher and a shortstop. Hello, two-way player. All he right. also played on his high school basketball team, and according to the Arizona Daily Star, he was not selected in the MLB draft out of high school due to his strong commitment to play for the University of Arizona. So he entered oh, college. Yeah, he entered college as a, a third baseman, a first baseman, and a relief pitcher. So if you're keeping track, he has now played four, four positions. I guess really five if you consider, like maybe he was a starting pitcher in high school. Not really sure. Anyway, he played collegiate summer ball for the Orleans Firebirds in the Cape Cod Baseball League, and he participated in their all-star home run hitting contest, and he also played in the 2016 College World Series with the Arizona Wildcats. He was drafted by the Red Sox in the fourth round of the 2016 Major League Baseball draft out of college then. He had a $650,000 signing bonus. And he came in hot offensively with the Class A Lowell Spinners of Lowell, Ooh. Massachusetts, who are actually not around anymore as of 2020. But he spent the whole season there in 2017, and he posted a 386 batting average, 427, 674 with seven home runs and 33 RBIs in only 34 games. So pretty awesome start to his professional career. In 2018, Dalbec started the season with the Salem Red Sox, which is the High A Advanced Carolina League for the Red Sox, and in 100 games with Salem, he slashed 256, 372 573 while leading the league with 26 home runs and 85 RBIs in 344 at-bats. So, keeping that momentum offensively as he moves up the ranks. He was then promoted promoted to the Portland Sea Dogs which so another team I'm not sure I knew existed, the AA Eastern League on August 3rd of that season. Bobby was actually named the Offensive Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year in 2018 for the minor league awards for the Red Sox. So pretty cool. He's getting, getting noticed very quickly here. He also won the Carolina League Most Valuable Player Award, MVP. After the regular season, he played as part of the Mesa Solar Sox. That's a cool name, the Solar Sox, uh, as part of the Arizona Fall League. So, uh, the Arizona Fall League, maybe we can talk more about that sometime, or maybe you have before, but it is often kind of an indicator of, of some up and coming players through the minor league system. In 2019, Dalbeck began the season back with the Sea Dogs in Portland, and he was promoted to the Pawtucket Red Sox, which is their triple A team, in August. Overall, during 2019, he slashed 239, 356, 460, with 27 home runs and 73 RBIs in 135 games. So making that adjustment to AAA may be a little trickier for him, but here he comes. He was also selected this year for the United States national team as the first baseman. So nice little accolade to add to his resume there. This is the year, uh, at the end of 2019, he is added to the 40-man roster for the Red Sox, I assume, to protect him from uh, being claimed off waivers. So he was assigned to AAA to start the 2020 season. And on August 30th, Dalbeck was added to Boston's active roster following the trade of Mitch Moreland. So they traded away Mitch Moreland for the trade deadline. Dalbeck's getting his chance. He made his major league debut the next day against the Washington Nationals and his first major league hit was a third inning home run. All these guys where their first major league hits are home runs coming in his second major league at bat. Through his first 10 major league games, he hit 6 home runs including 5 straight games with a home run. I think that's where he was like on my radar to begin with. During the shortened 2020 Red Sox season, he batted 263 with 8 home runs and 16 RBIs in 23 games. Following the 2020 season, he was ranked by Baseball America as the Red Sox number three prospect. Oh, yeah. So the Red Sox named him their starting first baseman for opening day in 2021. And on July 29th, <laughs> this is so random. Uh, he became the tallest player to make an appearance at shortstop for the Red Sox. So he's still bouncing around, even though he is their right. he's named their starting first, bas- first baseman. I actually don't have the stats on like how many games he's played overall at positions for them. But Mm -hmm. it's not like he hasn't played a ton more first base than all of the other positions he can play. He has definitely continued to get bopped around. So during August, he batted 339 with seven home runs and 21 RBIs. And he was named the AL Rookie of the Month in August of 2021. For the regular season, he played in 133 games for the Red Sox, batted 240 overall with 25 home runs and 78 RBIs. Now he starts 2020 as the primary first baseman, but he has some offensive struggles and eventually is optioned to triple A. He ended up back with the big league team when Trevor Story was injured. So lucky for them, he's, he's still around and he's still so versatile. And after playing 117 games with Red Sox in 2022 and 130 in 2021, he played only 21 games with the big league club in 2023. I thought this was interesting because he was relatively successful offensively in triple a throughout 2023 and i think he just couldn't find the consistency when he came up in yeah but like of course he can't he 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 played in 21 games yeah so and he's playing at all these different positions which is another thing that I think it's easy to take for granted. Hello, Tommy Edmund truthers. We're going to get there. But (laughs) that is just a whole nother element that like if if that's what he's able to do for you, like that's his primary skill set that that's what he's given to you. And that's what he's focusing on is being able to show up and play wherever you need him and not have, I mean, there's, there's guys who will literally sign with one team over the other because they, they want to have that consistency of like, I'm going to be your starting shortstop every day, or I'm going to be your starting third baseman. I mean, we've heard about it recently with some of these, uh, you know, Carlos Correa and Xander Bogarts, for example. So the fact that, I mean, you know, they get to a point in their career where they kind of maybe have the the ability to do that. Bobby Dalbeck is not there, but there's a reason for that. And the reason is they're able to be more successful overall. And I I don't think that's a secret, but yeah, I'm a little like defensive of Bobby Dalbeck here of not getting more playing time in 2023.
0: Yeah. There was, there was some issues. Um, well, okay. So obviously there's not really a quote unquote spot for for Bobby D, sure, and not gonna lie, in my head I get Bobby interest and Tristan confused in my yeah. head all of the time, and I'm like, yeah. wait, which one is which again? So, um, but I want to say that um, there was some, there was some, not things, but like, I guess he wanted to go play um for Team Yose, the World Baseball Classic, but then they were like, oh, but maybe you should go work out some more, and so there was like, there was some like issues there. And there was, there was obviously, obviously the Red Sox are not in the best of, yeah, lovehouse shape either. And so there was some things with like where he's going to play, like how often he was going to play and like, and I guess that there was some like attitude, I guess. Mm. So I'll
1: have to dig into
0: that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where, where, how he fits in. It's difficult, right?
1: Because a lot of, I mean, timing is everything with all of us. It's the same in any job, whether you're a a professional athlete, uh, I've certainly experienced this as an actor or in an office job where you're trying to rise the ranks. Like so much of it is timing in terms of opportunity and, and how you're utilized by the company to be able to show your strengths. So that's another thing that like, we see guys all the time where you're like, they were so mismanaged by their team. And that's why, Sometimes they end up having success they never would have had otherwise when they get traded away or whatever. So I kind of assumed it could be that sort of a case, but hard to tell. So while there has been speculation that Dalbeck could be valued as you know a, a pretty valuable trade piece for the Red Sox this offseason, Alex Cora was interviewed in late December by Greg Dudek at NESN.com. And he said that the Red Sox will likely plan to use Dalbeck as a utility player to back up. Tristan Casas Mm -hmm. at first and like possibly even platoon him uh, because he hits well against lefties, especially compared to Casas and since he can't play third and outfield, like he can fill a number of roles and needs and then Red Sox chief baseball officer Craig Breslow is quoted saying the versatility is incredibly valuable and he balances out the lineup a little bit and he hits the ball really hard. I think he had a track record of success in the minor leagues and typically really strong upper level minor league performance is indicative of major league performance. at Some point genius Craig, right? Uh, We have to figure out how to identify the right runway because those underlying characteristics are real. So right there, he's saying like, we got to figure out the right way to elevate his talent. Because the way that he's utilized is is going right. to take that. So good call out there, Craig. I knew right. it. I'm right here. Yeah.
0: yeah, it it'll be it'll be really interesting to see like where where they go with Bobby D. Cause I know that like R- Red Sox fans, there's there's a split in like Red Sox fans of like yeah. which LS which Red Sox. I would though. love to yeah. hear from
1: Red Sox fans on opinion of him because yeah, as a fan base, like you have a totally different Perception and like watching him play every day, and you know, hearing interviews, reading every little thing that there is out there. And I'm just taking a high level look, so that would be fun to hear yeah. what they think. The one cool thing that I want to tell everybody about to wrap up my highlight on Bobby D today is that according to an article by Christopher Smith on masslive.com. Bobby grew up in a musical family, which is something that as a oh. musician myself, I think is pretty cool. In fact, his parents actually met at a, working at a Seattle radio station and his dad, Tim Dalbeck is a drummer and he is vice president of promotions at Atlantic Records. So Dalbeck bought his wow. dad a, uh, an electric drum kit, like a fancy schmancy one when he initially signed with the Red Sox after being drafted in the fourth round in 2016 And his dad then bought Bobby a Traveler guitar for Christmas in 2019. So Bobby is one of these annoying guys that it really drives me nuts. Uh, My dad and my brother are like this too, where they can, uh, he can play music by ear. How (laughs) annoying that he is a major league level talent and he can also play music by ear. He had picked up the piano in the previous off season, you know, as one does. So when the pandemic hit, he had some extra time on his hands and he decided I'll just learn to play guitar because I'm Bobby Delbeck and I can. So he can play both piano and guitar by ear. And his teammate Kyle Hart said in an interview that Bobby would hang out in his hotel rooms most nights after the 2020 season because they like, you know, can't right. go out, can't do much. And he he would play guitar. Hart said that Bobby learned a new song every day from John Mayer, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Pearl Jam, you know, all those really easy so, too, so, so what you're w-
0: what you're telling me is that Bobby D pulls all of the girls. Is that that's that's really what you're telling me? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think he he landed right where he belongs on my top ten dreamiest dudes list. That's what I'll so, say.
0: Yeah, not only can the can the boy play ball, um, he also is a musician and can sing and will serenade you. Wow, that's that's ridiculous. That's yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's pretty unfair, but uh, that's our- it. Friend, friend of the show, Aaron Rodgers. Not that Aaron Rodgers. The other Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, says foosball Susie is greater than baseball Susie. Mm. And Aaron, that that hurts my heart just I'm gonna a have to bit. fight Aaron there, no. <laughs> just a little bit. And um, this is in reference to a comment um that I had made on another friend's podcast. It's it's a Mets show, um, Ugh. and he says, by the way, I saw your comment on uh how. How much you would pay to see me in a do rag? How much are we talking? And this is also obviously in reference to Mark Stroman signing.
1: Ah, yes, Aaron.
0: Aaron is a Yankees fan. Oh, that's
1: Aaron right. Aaron is a Yankees fan. He's and our so, Yankees fan.
0: Yeah, I don't. This is like a truly honest question. Do are do rags part of the Yankees like policy? Like, is that allowed?
1: Oh, I feel like they have to be because that would be. That would be. Uh, I don't.
0: Well, I don't know. <laughs> I was just
1: gonna say that would uh, come off a certain kind of way that maybe wouldn't be very respectful and inclusive. But that <laughs> might be part of their thing. Uh, I'm not I, gonna say anything else about that.
0: I like. I. I truly. I truly need want to know. Like need. Uh, so if you if you know these things, please yeah, Cashman, them. can you confirm? Drop them in the comments because I. I would actually love to to know this i don't know if that's part of your policy or not i don't i don't know was so, there did
1: i make this up or was there a point in time where they didn't allow like visible tattoos
0: i i want to say that that was an actual thing too
1: yeah i wouldn't be surprised i mean i worked at starbucks right out of high school and they didn't allow visible tattoos working at starbucks back in what it would have been like 2008 2009 so We've come a long way.
0: We, we have. But, We've come a very long but I, way.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a Yankees thing. That was one of the first things I thought of when he signed with them uh, because I'm a big fan of his his big face neck tattoo. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get one like that of Adam Wainwright. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> um, I'm sure my husband would love that. Uh,
0: but Do it for the content. Kelsey. Right. Right. Can you imagine the amount of followers? I'd be that'd that girl. Be, that's yeah, for sure. That would be delightful. Please and thank you. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Aaron, we appreciate you. Thanks for for hopping on and and commenting. Uh, if you're in the chat, feel free to drop all of the comments um, about you know what we're talking about. If or if you have any any questions, whatnot. But uh, we are going to talk about my my forty man find over here for the San Francisco Giants. We are almost almost out winning records, guys. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I was like so close, so close. Um, but I think I think I, I, I think maybe next season, the Giants are it because this guy, I think, is going to make a difference. Now, did I choose this guy because I am pandering and because he is Korean? Yes, all of the yes, okay, Just all of the yes. Is it Jung Hu Lee? Also, yes. So, if you are not aware that Jung Hoon Lee is the San Francisco Giants' brand new starting center fielder, signed from the KBO, he is 25 years old, and he's very tall. I say very tall, as in, like, he's tall for an Asian. He is (laughs) 6'1", which is quite tall. Quite tall for the Asian. Aaron, we're... Good. this is this is why i should not have comments on when i'm trying to do these things because <laughs> my hd is just susie's team will get the first taste of stroman opening weekend aaron we're gonna fight anyhow um back to jung Huli. jung hu obviously uh, was signed from the kbo to the san francisco giants and in an interview he had said that he was so excited to sign with the Giants because it was a very historic team and I just I absolutely loved that and side note shout out to all of the Asian players doing their press interviews in English
1: amazing I can't even
0: I can't even imagine going one having the ability athletic ability to do to do anything like that but two going to a foreign country and then in that language that is not my first language obviously doing like a whole press thing that just blows my mind also because i can't speak korean very well either just good job for you
1: yeah i so, can't being bilingual in any way shape or form is crazy impressive and then doing it on that public platform yeah i agree it's really um, awesome.
0: so love all of that for him but uh, Jung-Hoo Lee is the son of one of the former NPB greats, and um, his father's nickname was Son of the Wind. So Jung-Hoo Lee nickname is Grandson of the Wind, and I just absolutely adore that. Um uh, As a child, Jung-Hoo Lee's dad said, you know what? Uh, if you're going to play baseball, you have to bat left-handed that i was like i'm sorry what now i heard that multiple times in random interviews and you know so he had to bat left-handed but he throws right-handed bats left throws right love that yeah i was like oh okay i was like is that one of those like baseball things where you're you're you know like a hot a hotter commodity if you bat left i guess so i got you know my
1: brother bats left and throws right-handed i always want i tried to teach myself to write with my left hand as a kid because i just i wanted to be different oh okay oh maybe that's where his dad was coming from he was like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be yeah
0: maybe maybe different value so um side note he was born in japan and i was like oh so that means he has a japanese nationality or citizenship no no japan doesn't do that Mm -mm. no uh if you are of japanese descent if one of your parents is actually japanese and then you were born in Japan. Okay. Then you get citizenship. Gotcha. But if you are not Japanese descent and born in Japan, doesn't matter. You don't get you don't get Japanese citizenship. So fun fact that I learned about about that. But he was born in Japan, so because his dad obviously played in the NPB, and um. Back to Jung Huli though. Jung Huli is was the KBO Rookie of the Year in 2017. So fun fact: he never played in the farm system. Whoa! He played literally all of the games as soon as he was on opening day roster, and they said, "Here you go, 2017 Rookie of the Year." Literally played every single game. Amazing. And he was actually drafted as an infielder, and then they were like, "Nope, outfield, you go." <laughs> opening day roster. I was like, "Oh, all right then." Wow. So, um, he is a uh, five-time Gold Glove consecutive winner in the KBO, and he was the MVP in 2022. My. I was like, "Oh, wow! All right, look at you go." Um, I have to also correct myself because I was under the impression that Jung Hu Lee was married, and that oh, I
1: thought so too. We got some misinformation from. Mm-hmm. From social media, imagine that.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, Jung Huli, not married, single. I I say single as a Pringle. There is not a relationship that he has put out there. Okay. Uh, But I thought that he was married and and he was uh, brother in laws with uh, Wu Suko. Technically, that is true. However, Wu Suko is married to Jung Huli's younger sister. And that is uh, how okay. their so brother can boss.
1: come come watch both of them play.
0: That's so yes. cool. Yes. So uh, Jung Hoo Lee is also best friends with Hasan Kim of the Padres. Oh, cool. And I love that. But yeah, I need to see them at anything together because I feel like the height difference between the two is going to be interesting. Yeah. So Hasan Kim is what, like five seven? So I need to I need to see that. Anyhow. Um, like I said, he was never never played in the minors. And Ichiro Suzuki is his favorite player of all time. And so therefore he wears a number 51. And when they were doing the um like press junket thing where they do the jerseys and all that fun stuff, uh, Bob Melvin was on the phone. And they did a little thing and Bommel is over here saying, oh, yeah, no, I was so excited. I, I was so excited to hear that they had signed you. You were the one guy that I wanted them to sign in the offseason. And I was like, oh, all right. Out of all of the guys, Bommel, like Jung-Hoo Lee is the one that you were so excited about. <laughs> now, granted, I don't know if that's just, you know, like hearsay or whatever, but Jung-Hoo Lee. Bomel's favorite player wanted him to sign. And um, and then Jung Lee had said that Bome was like one of his favorite guys. And then Bob Melvin turned around and said that Jung Hoo Lee was one of his favorite. And I was like, I love this Just, so much. Just
1: Love Fest over there.
0: Love Fest, yeah. So am I pandering? Yes, absolutely. Is he Korean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, does he have the most beautiful smooth um Korean skin, Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Also, skincare routine from Jung mm mm-hmm. Hair care routine from Tyler Glass. Now, this is this is all I'm asking for.
0: Yeah, that's all we need. Uh, also, the cutest dog in the entire world. Oh yeah, it looks fake. It's so cute. It is a little like Pomeranian. Is I think it's Pomeranian. Is that I don't even know. But they're, they're the little teddy bear dogs, and it's freaking adorable. And I can't even like cute, and but. everyone is saying that um what is shohei otani's dog's name decoy decoy okay so like de- they're like they're saying like decoy and shohei otani is greater than um his, the Hoo lee's dog's name is oh kao. come on what, what what's his name Cal. k-a-o, kao. 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 Mm-hmm. um cute. and i'm all you know what no we're not doing that we're not doing that because you know what like i will take all of the cute dog Baseball yeah. content yeah. combined. All okay? of it. We're not, we're n- nothing we is see, better than
1: we want to see all the players' dogs, not just the Dodgers yeah. players' dogs. Okay? okay.
0: All of, I will take all of the dog plus baseball player content. All of all it. it. I, Dodger, Yankee, Rangers, all of it. I don't care. How do you not, how do you not want to see that? I want to see that. It's adorable. I want to see it. Um, so yeah, that is Jung Hu wrapped up. And uh, I expect this clip, in and of itself, to get us just sky high on the Korean and Japanese charts, <laughs> Kelsey. Because I don't know how or why we're hanging tough on the Korean and Japanese Apple charts. So you'll love to what see we're it. doing. Yeah. So, um, let's jump into arb cases.
1: Yes. So it's the arbitration week the arbitration deadline came about. And if you are unfamiliar with arbitration, very high level overview of that is there are players, uh, between their three and six year marks of years of service in major league baseball. So they've been in the league, they got their three years of service time, but they have not yet hit six years, which is where they're granted free agency. That's the very basis of it. There are always exceptions of course, but they hit arbitration, which is where they file, uh, at a certain value, and the team files at a certain value, and a lot of times they meet somewhere in the middle and they agree on a number, and then they that's thats what they get paid yeah.
0: for. And then they uh, then they avoid arbitration. Yes.
1: That's once they, they agree on that number. Reason, they sign a, a new contract, uh, and all arbitration-eligible players have to deal with that as part of the offseason by this date. But if they do not agree on a number, then they have to go to arbitration, where they go with a... An arbitrator who is just a a supposedly an unbiased uh, person who just sits there and hears their cases for the the player and players representation says this is why they're worth this. The team says this is why you're worth this. And there is no meeting in the middle. Once you get to arbitration, the arbitrator either sides with the team or with the player. And I do not have hard facts. And this would be interesting to look up on like what percentage of arbitration cases teams win over Mm -hmm. players. But it does seem like there's a tendency for the teams to win a lot of the time. And this is my theory with that just real quick is that, uh, again, really basic idea is that the arbitrators are our lawyers. They are business people. They there is no like they're not usually people who are at all in the baseball world or even they may know absolutely nothing about baseball. Right, right. So imagine trying to prove your value in your industry, whatever industry you work into, someone who doesn't work in the industry and then the owners and you know the the front office for the team they are business people so they know exactly how to speak to the business people is to say like but here's why their value isn't that to me right so it's 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 not a perfect process by any means it'll be interesting i think we will see it evolve and it will not exist the way that it does now because it
0: causes a lot of yeah. weird vibes bad no, feelings no intangibles here okay intangibles are not assigned a dollar amount <laughs> Yeah, good clubhouse guy doesn't equate to more money. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Leadership's like, that's not a thing that you get paid more for just FYI. So, um, we're gonna, we're gonna run through these, uh, pretty quickly. Um, there's going to be some notable ones that we'll, that we'll hit on, but yeah, there's not
1: all of them, but there was 23 guys who did not settle in arbitration and, we just took note of a handful of them that kind of stood out to us. That might be players that that people have heard of, or just weird, weird findings. Yeah. What did you think about uh, Lu- Luis Arias of the Miami Marlins, uh, batting title champion? He filed at twelve million dollars versus the Marlins' ten point six million for him.
0: So, uh, for me personally, I I knew that the Marlins weren't going to pay him because it's the Marlins and right. you know but at this point in time i f- think that the Marlins should just be like oh all right probably maybe should pay the players that are doing the things that are bringing people into the park yeah I, they have a major attendance issue so you would think that they would hold some value to that <laughs> <laughs> you would think you would think um I, so yeah no I, for me personally i i was i was thinking that the Marlins would be like, okay, cool. Now, I don't know the which year of arbitration he is at. Do you? Oh yeah, I do don't know, that? know. Okay, I you you keep talking about that, and I will find that
1: because yeah. Well, Jazz Chisholm is another interesting one to talk about in tandem with Louise Arias because obviously he is also of the Marlins. He filed at two point nine million versus the Marlins two point six two five million. again, let like two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars is what they're going going to court over. And I think a lot we see from a lot of fans that are like, how in the world is, you know, a major league team arguing over this kind of money? But ultimately, what it comes down to is any player who any amount that is filed, like that also it sets the precedent. It changes the market. Yeah for all players across the board. And I mean, you could also argue that over time. Yeah. If they never went, went to battle for any of these cases and just gave the players, the measly $300,000 more like that, it would add up over, over time. But from my understanding for the team, from the team's perspective, it is most important that they do go up over those little amounts. So the players don't feel like they can, you know, take an inch, give them a mile sort of thing. And to keep the, the value of the players as, you know, in their control as they can from, from ownership. So it's kind of thing, a, kind of a thing that I would think the owners as a whole have to be on the same page about, which is why like you will see certain teams that go to court, like go to arbitration case, like you're going to be in the room fighting over that. There's no, you know, we're not going to settle it. Uh, the Cardinals are one of those teams that just always, always files and goes for it but that is because they are highly in control of their finances and it's a big part of their their behind the scenes strategy so did you find anything out about Luis I? I did
0: not because my phone wants to be dumb and my internet wants to be dumb and um it's not letting me do any of the things that I want to look up on the interwebs so
1: well that is a good point though like tell us about i guess wh- what what the factor of being in a different year of arbitration versus another would be well so
0: basically the the entire reason i wanted to figure figure out which which year it was was because um you know the first the first couple of years like you said you build off your further years build off of the the beginning years so if you start off at a higher number this
1: is his third year of arb, so it's his last year
0: last year of arb before he goes to free agency okay i think so, um yeah. So, yes, the the fact that, you know, you can't, it will escalate over time, obviously. that's And that's why I was, like, wondering. Um, because when we get to Mauricio Dubon over here, um, Mauricio Dubon, util gold glove winner for the Astros, filed at three and a half, um, versus, you know, the team wanting to pay him three. Now five hundred thousand dollars for most people are is you know a you know drop in the bucket, you know, so, you know. Um, but I I was a little shocked and I was a little dismayed because I was like, how is he getting more than my center fielder, Chas McCormick? Different arbiers different arbiers Yeah, how and I'm sorry,
1: I have to correct myself because Louise Luis Arias will be a free agent in the 2026 season. So he has one okay. more year left of arbitration after this, okay. which that, that reads for me. Yeah. Yes. So their value, the whole point is your value increases with your years of service, which is something that I do appreciate. It's yep. very challenging to get, yeah. get years of service as a major league yes. baseball player. So you should absolutely be awarded for it. Um, But yeah, Riso Devon was one that, stood out to me as well. And then right in line with him, Tommy Edmond, another Korean player that we love. Well, he's not a Korean born player. He actually was the, the first uh, player who was not Korean born to play on team Korea in the world baseball classic. He's also just, he's my favorite player. I fully committed to it. I love <laughs> Tommy Edmond and he filed at 6.95 million versus the Cardinals 6.5 again, $450,000 the weirdest thing about this to me is that the Cardinals value Tommy Edmond a lot. Yeah. They overutilize him. They are again, this is like case in point of their management of him has affected his value and the attention that he gets from the league. Even mm-hmm. like he's, he's not, he did not win a gold glove this, the past, two seasons. I think the last time he won was 2022 because, or 2021, I might be wrong. Maybe he won in 2022 for second. Base. I would try
0: and help you out to, to Google that, but apparently my phone does not want, I think he that, did so.
1: win in 2022 for second base. I can't remember if it was 21 or 22, but my point being like he would be winning a gold glove every year, but he's not playing any one position consistently enough. And I know there's that utility gold glove and he was absolutely freaking robbed of that. I love Haseon Kim, but he was robbed. He was robbed because Hassan Kim played like two positions a lot and yeah. very well. Tommy Edmond played like four or five positions a lot and very well. And just like we were talking about, with the level of success the guys are able to find on both sides of the ball because of the consistency like 162 games, friends and fans, it is a game of consistency. It yep. is a very specific skill set. That is not nearly valued enough, in my opinion, in professional sports. Don't get me started with professional entertainment as well to be able to have that level of versatility. To, because not only is he – he it, it's not like he's elite in only one spot and then he can like kind of do the other ones. No, no, no. He's elite at all of them, and he doesn't miss a beat. So no. I, mm. I need to
0: breathe. Yeah. Well, and advice, but. the the funny, I say the funny thing, the the thing with Mauricio Dubon is that he is not an everyday player and yeah, he wants to be an everyday player. I mean, obviously everybody wants to be an everyday player, but there's there's just no spot for Mauricio Dubon. Tommy Edmond is an everyday player, regardless everyday of where player. he plays, they will fill him somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Mauricio Dubon is only, I mean, really should only be utilized as an infielder, but he's not <coughs> excuse me um so the fact that like the rest of these players that are on the the list are literally everyday players that you're like like why how Mauricio Dubon is really the only one that i'm just like hmm i love you doobie you gotta go glove <laughs>
1: I guess he is another one that I think like maybe filed a little high. I thought it was funny that he filed at 19.9 million versus the Blue Jays, 18, 18.5 for him, because uh, it's, I felt like he's trying to get that like 1999, you know, 99, right. 99. And it's, it's not 20 million. It's, it's, you know, he's playing the mind game there. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, uh, but yeah, Adolis Garcia was another one with a pretty substantial difference. He filed at 6.9 after his, you know, postseason stardom last season versus the Rangers 5 million. Not super shocking on the Rangers end there, but you know, it's Adolis Garcia. He made a name for himself. People want to see him get paid and rewarded, even though, again, I know that was kind of a, a flash in the pan, and that's what they're going to argue. So it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Jonathan India of the Reds filed at four million versus three point two. So even the Reds, uh, I mean, of course, the Reds, I should say, are, are right. going about over eight hundred thousand dollars. This one is the closest one. Casey Myes, yeah. who I don't know anything about, but I just had to call this one out. He filed at eight hundred and forty thousand dollars versus eighteen or I'm sorry, eight hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. So a twenty five thousand dollars difference that we're going to go to court over. and, Again, if you are a professional sports fan, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and now I want to say that Casey Mize is coming back from TJ. And so I want to say like uh, last season, I don't think he played. Correct me if I'm wrong, people in the comments. Um, but yeah, I want to say he's coming back from TJ. And so big upside. But I think that I think that's part of the issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess on either side, like I'm just surprised that on both sides that he like it's it's just not. It's just not that big of a thing Doesn't yeah. seem like it should be. So
0: I don't know. But, you know, and then obviously Juan Soto. <laughs> oh, Juan yeah. We Soto. had not mention this. Juan Soto breaks uh, Otani's record for the largest arbitration case or contract at thirty one million dollars. Obviously, he had to, you know, break that with that extra. bonus. had to break it.
1: Scott Boris actually breaks Otani's record is what yeah. this is about. I just – this makes me so mad, though, because, like, is it even – there is no argument that Shohei Otani is a better player than Juan Soto, especially last season yeah. MVP Shohei Otani. There's no way that Juan Soto could even – I mean, he doesn't play. He, he doesn't play on both sides of the ball. He, he plays on both sides of the ball. He doesn't pitch. and right. He cannot – there's no way that his value would – whatever. I mean – Scott Boris was gonna get it, and he did. So, congrats, yeah. Scotty boy. I'm ugh, I'm annoyed. Well, you
0: know, you know that Scott Boris is is over here just steaming mad that all of these huge contracts that have that have been going on have not been Scott Boris clients. Like, show oh, me, he's like-
1: about to take over. He's about <laughs> to take over the rest of the offseason. He'll have his time. Yeah.
0: And so, um, <clears throat> let's run through these hot stove. Let's warm uh, up headlines. Yes. So the Cubs signed Shota in Imanaga for four years, $53 million. But Cubs you- did something. Congrats, Cubbies. Congrats. We knew um, do you know the other club that apparently doubled this offer? Oh, I did see that. And did I can't you- remember who it was. I couldn't. I didn't. See who it was? I'm like, well, I, I heard it was
1: this. the Giants. It wasn't the Giants. Um, that's that just, so I feel bad, bad. for the fact that I'm thinking it was the Giants. Let me see if I can uh, tell us about Shoda and I'll see if okay. I can find out real quick.
0: Yeah, I, I had heard that there was another that there was another an, an offer that basically doubled this and. It came out that, you know, the the contract was going to be super complex, blah, blah, blah. So uh, clubs option that could make the agreement worth $80 million over five seasons um, and eight seasons in the NPB, the Japanese league. He had a 3.18 ERA, more strikeouts than innings pitched with a 9.2 per nine strikeout rate. So yay Cubbies like congrats to you guys I'm very happy for you that you didn't sign just a manager this this season and apparently over the weekend Cubby Fest happened yeah and all literally all of the players that's all that's all anybody wanted to talk about sign Cody Bellinger and I'm all yes we yes, just signed Shoda like come
1: on well, did you see Shoda is another one who did uh, he opened his press conference awesome. by uh by reciting the lyrics to Go Cubs Go. And yes. I was like, okay, I don't care how
0: much I hate the Cubs.
1: Like, this is freaking awesome. I loved that. Uh, yeah. I did find out here, according to uh MLB Network's John Morosi, it is unclear which team was willing to offer him the larger deal, but it it was reported that there was a team that offered him more than double and the three other teams that were like considered the candidates for him were the Boston Red Sox, the giants and the angels. So Ooh. I feel like it was Artie Moreno actually. Right.
0: Yeah. It it probably was. Eee. That's bad. Mm. Anyways.
1: Well, welcome to Chicago. Yeah. Showed up. We've got the Rangers signing my guy, Andrew Kisner backup catcher for Jonah Heim, he signed at 1 year, 1.825 mil and that is more than the Cardinals were going to we're going to pay him before they non-tendered him. So, good for him. He is such a solid guy. I mean, his skill level in terms of working with the pitchers and just being a good teammate overall, he was considered captain of the Cardinals clubhouse just because of the culture that he builds and the kind of teammate that he is. And you know, there is no coincidence that the Cardinals ex pitching coach, Mike Maddox, who is now over there with the Rangers after uh, other fan bases <laughs> may not follow this as closely, but Mike Maddox basically said, like, I am retiring or I want to take on more of a part-time role with the team and stepped away from the Cardinals. And then the next thing we know, he signed with the Rangers. So he is from Texas and from that area. So cool for him. But this is absolutely a Mike Matic stamp of approval move and awesome for Kiz. I hope he gets a great opportunity there and he's he's certainly gonna be an asset to that team. Yay, Rangers. <laughs> so like, are we done talking about the Rangers now? <laughs> Let's talk about Stro, because we already kind of touched on that.
0: Do we have to? (laughs) We're going to talk about the Yankees too. Yeah. (laughs) This was
1: crazy because Jonna and I uh, were doing a live episode of Babes Babes, where we went through all 30 teams a few days ago on Thursday night. And we were talking about how she was like, I don't want Marcus Stroman on my team because, you know, Brian Cashman and Marcus Marcus Stroman have had words, I guess, via social media. (laughs) Of course. Um, Cashman said something back in like 2019 about how, he, they did not make uh, effort to trade for him before the deadline because they did not see him as a difference maker for their team. Gee, uh, where have we heard that before? I mean, he said something like that about Jordan Montgomery, too. But, you know, Jordan Montgomery didn't lash out on social media. Marcus Stroman did. And since then, all of that has been scrubbed from social media. You won't find it. I'm sure somebody's got the screenshots, though. And that that's Marcus Stroman. You know, that yeah. was actually that's one of the reasons why I like knew the Cardinals would not touch him with a 10 foot pole. And you just gotta, that's, that's him. That's his personality. There's a learning curve with, uh, for guys a lot of times with, with that. And to some extent, like, I don't hate it. I like he is who he is. And I'd rather see that than somebody like, um, Ooh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. There's, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it anyway but there are certain players that like they say the right things Uh uh-huh but you know they're they're saying the right things because they know how to say the right things but you're like you're actually a dick like just so i like i i like marcus stroman for being who he is and we'll see if he continues to just get to be who he is as much as he can be wear that do rag with the yankees because he got two years 37 million with a third year at $18 $18 million, which is contingent upon him hitting 140 innings pitch in the 2025 season. So if he oh. if he gets 140 innings pitch in 2025, he will automatically qualify for that third year at 18 million dollars. He opted out of a uh his last year with his Cubs contract at 21 million with the Cubs. So more guaranteed money. I thought he would get a little bit more. And people think it's maybe like a, a Yankees discount, which like I just don't get that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's a thing right now. I think at times it has been a thing, but I don't yeah. know. Uh, the one thing that I'll say about this before we move on is that Marcus Stroman is absolutely a guy who will rock the pressure of the pinstripes. So I think we could see him be really successful in a place like Yankee Stadium because he could definitely handle handle the pressure and he will thrive, I think uh in an environment like that. So we will see. Interesting, Interesting move though.
0: Didn't see it coming. Um side note production value. I don't even know. Um we I have a new setup and uh, my camera battery is about to die. So oh, if, no! you're if, gonna if, disappear. Just like, if this just randomly stops, you guys you guys know why. And uh it'll just it'll just be a fun learning curve as we as we go into so, <laughs> I'll finish um, our,
1: our hot stove list here, I guess if yeah. I lose you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, but I don't even know since it like plugs into mine. Like if, if I stop it, then I, I don't know what happens. So, anyways, now you know. Um, okay. But here's, here's what I need to know though about, um, all of the Yankees stuff. How much bravado is going to be on the Yankees next season? All of the bravado, all of it just just all of all of the like fuck you were the Yankees attitude is that what's going to happen right now I think they're trying to get that back clearly but also
1: they need to sign another starting pitcher like Stroh is a great addition he's not a Blake Snell addition so I I've you know we've heard that they've offered I'm like I've heard I've heard secretly (laughs) in my Twitter feed oh no she's gone (laughs) can you hear me Susie I, yes, I
0: can. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. amazing. So you're just yeah. going to be my rainbow.
0: <laughs> oh, you're back. You're back. I am. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Like I said, production value oh, now you're the back. roof, guys. Yeah. Now you're back. Oh, yeah. This
1: is so interesting. Okay. Well, as, uh, at least we can hear you. That's what's really important. But, um, I totally forgot what I was saying about <laughs> the, the,
0: the rain. The rainbow just mesmerized you, and you're like, yeah. I can't, I don't even know any longer. I was not expecting um, that. Yeah, um, um,
1: no, we were talking, yeah, talking about the Yankees, the, the, fu- fuck the fuck value essentially. Yeah, they're definitely trying trying to get that back. We heard that they made an offer to Blake Snell, so wait to see on that. Um, I don't think they're done, but. Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely trying to get back there because their fans are not down for you know IKF Harrison Vader status. They're like, no, those are not the guys that we're excited to see play. Get them (laughs) out of here. Give me Juan Soto. I'm like,
0: one, I I I will be truly interested to see the the attitude and vibes when Marcus Stroman, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge anthony rizzo like all of those guys all together conglomerated yeah but like i don't think Lemayhu is going to be one of those guys but i think we now need josh donaldson back on the yankees just to complete that whole that whole thing that would be i would tune into that just to watch
1: yeah, can we get a reality Just watch the shit talk. show where, like, Josh Donaldson is, like, the villain, you know, like, there is on every season of The Bachelor, like, yeah, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, that's, you're right. He is, he is the missing I piece mean. there. <laughs> well, the, um, the Yankees also signed Luke Weaver, who ended the season with them. Last season, uh, relief pitcher, yes. starting yep. pitcher. I mean, he's started some, too, which I was very confused by. But anyway, he gets a year at $2 million with a club option for 2025. This is his ninth big league season, so some solid veteran presence. He played for the Reds and the Mariners last season as well. Again, ended it in the Bronx, and he made 23 starts last season. which I missed. That was not on my radar. His uh, ERA was 6.4 as a starter last season, so not great. His career numbers are 27 and 42 with a 5.14 ERA over 574.1 innings pitched in 144 games. So he's been out there doing
0: the work, uh, but gets blown up. Yeah. Gets blown up as a starter. As a relief pitcher, he's okay. But they the Reds especially used him as a used him as a starter. Ah. And they were like, oh JK. And then the Mariners were like, no, we got this. And he went <laughs> over to the Mariners as a relief pitcher and like brought his ERA down. Yeah. And then um I want to say that he started a couple games for the Yankees and didn't do well. And I'm that like, day. I don't know what y'all are doing. Don't don't use Luke Weaver as a starter, guys.
1: So that experiment, yeah, hopefully is over for poor luke weaver he played he played for the cardinals for a time as well uh the brewers uh, they avoided going to arbitration with their closer devin williams and good call brewers because come on after the fit that corbin burns through last season did you really want to see it happen again with a yeah. guy like devin williams no Williams filed at 7.3 million in arbitration the Brewers filed at 6.65. Like not not really close enough in my yeah. opinion. Uh but the Brewers and Williams ultimately agree to a 7.25 million dollar deal for next season with a club option for 2025 that is worth 10.5 million. 1 million in escalators in that 2025 contract as well with a $250,000 buyout. So glad to see that happen for Devin Williams even if it was a little bit give and take, he's going to get paid just about what he wanted to next year and more in 2025.
0: Yep. Um the Cubs and the Dodgers are are we tired of talking about the Dodgers yet cuz I'm really tired of talking about the They Dodgers. they we almost got through a week without
1: having to talk about them, but here we're, they are.
0: We're almost done talking about the Dodgers. Uh the Cubs and the Dodgers trade the Cubs get left-handed infielder Michael Bush um, and reliever Yancy Almonte for single-A pitcher Jackson Ferris and outfielder Zephyr Hope. The really, truly important thing to note now is the Dodgers now have a Ferris Bueller reference, and that's all I need to know. They have it all. They that's have funny. it all. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> they have Ferris and Bueller. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting to see if Michael Bush actually gets some runtime. Um, I know he was blocked in the Dodgers system. So if he will actually be the Cubs second I think, baseman,
1: third um, baseman, I think he could be possibly be the third baseman. The he's the number six prospect. Uh, he was the number six prospect in the Dodgers system. He is in triple A or played in triple A last season. And I think, I mean, the Cubs have been looking for a solid starting third baseman all through last season. They had like three or four different guys out; they were running out there. And I really think they are high on uh, trying to make a trade work with the Guardians, where that would send Christopher Morrell, who is probably their most promising third oh, baseman, uh-huh. to the Guardians, and uh, I mean, in their dreams, get Shane Bieber over to Chicago. So if anything like that happens, that this leads me to believe they are. They are preparing and hoping for that even more than ever. So keep an eye out for Michael Bush.
0: Did we talk about um, the Dodgers also getting freaking Teoscar Hernandez?
1: We talked about that last week. Last yeah. season.
0: Okay. I'm like, I couldn't remember because the Dodgers have just signed everyone and anyone. And I just, yeah. I think so, the
1: news yeah. broke last week. So we covered it, but um, it was technically, I think he signs just on Friday.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the Dodgers got Teoscar Hernandez yet in case we didn't mention it. Mm. Whatever. Moving on, so, the San Francisco I'm so over the Dodgers did another thing, so we can talk yeah. about them now. The okay. San Francisco Giants signed right-handed pitcher Jordan Hicks, who was one of the hardest-throwing pitchers in the league. Former Cardinal, traded to the Blue Jays at the deadline. They signed him for four years, forty-four million dollars, and apparently they're going to give him a go as a starting pitcher which I honestly love. There, there were so many Cardinals fans that were like, nope, tried and tested, failed. Good luck, Giants. Listen, <laughs> Jordan Hicks is another example of, and I'm not, the Cardinals are not the only organization to do this. I just happen to follow them and have seen it firsthand a little bit more. He had made eight starts in 2022 and it literally was like in the middle of the season or maybe like a week into the season. Right. This season had already started when they were like, we're gonna try to make you a starter, okay? The fact that he's gonna have a whole spring training, he has the mindset he's gonna get a real opportunity to do it. And uh, I, I believe it was Friday that Cardinals closer Ryan Helsley, who again is one of the only other guys that that throws anywhere near where Jordan Hicks does on a regular basis, you know, one hundred three, one hundred four, you're gonna see in every one of their outings. He spoke to it on the foul territory show and actually got to interact with him a little bit, ask him a question uh, via the live chat there. So that's a really cool, cool opportunity that you have daily over on the foul territory show if you have yet to check that out. But he spoke to that and got. It's just cool
0: to get insight from a guy. Um, I, who have a I have to interrupt. I have to interrupt right now because Kelsey will not. Kelsey is humble enough that she's not going to brag on herself. <laughs> so I'm gonna just have to fucking do it for her. Um, I don't know if you know this, guys, but Scott Braun, who is one of the co-hosts of felt Territory over there, uh, recognized Kelsey. Like recognized kelsey on the broadcast and was like oh this this question comes from kelsey bird who puts out really some really great baseball content well i'm sorry but what now Say that so that one more time like i would just um i would just make that a replaying like gif video gif on my phone and just be like i don't know if you know <laughs> this guys okay
1: i don't know one if, time
0: know. susie uh i did a
1: production of into the woods and i played uh one of the main roles in that show and the review said that I was sheer perfection. And that is still, I think that was like five years ago, at least five or six years ago. And to this day, I mean, at least once a week, it comes up in my house of <laughs> my husband or I being like, oh, sheer perfection, some may say. So
0: <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> we won't forget it anytime soon. Um, I, yeah. So if in case, in case you guys weren't aware um, how amazing Kelsey is as my co-host I'm gonna just let you know because apparently apparently um Scott Brown knows Scott Brown knows that you know Kelsey's is, is a fucking amazing um person and co-host so and, know. and he
1: helped me talk to Ryan Helsley he facilitated yeah. my conversation with Ryan Helsley which was really so. cool but anyway they they are doing just daily content the way baseball should be covered over there at foul Falter- territory so if you haven't heard about it check it out because we love them and (laughs) apparently they love us too. So cool. Uh, But yeah, Jordan Hicks, I'm excited to see him get the opportunity to to start. And I can't speak to it the way that someone again, like Ryan Helsley can. So that's why I bring it up. But if you think this is like totally out of left field, go check out that interview with him because he gives some good perspective to it. And then some adjustments that he might have to make here and there. And I'm really excited to see, how it could play out. I think the Giants have had a, an unconventional approach to starting pitching to stay the least for yeah. the last few seasons and why not throw Jordan Hicks in there and and give him a shot. He is he has a certain level of talent and again a skill set that they just got to find the right avenue for.
0: Yeah, and it was um re- Apparently, the rumors were out that the Astros were linked to Jordan Hicks as you know part mm. of our as part of our relief uh, pitching in in our bullpen because obviously we've lost Hector Neris and uh, Phil Maton and Ryan Stanek, and so when I saw that I missed the whole going to convert him to a starter and yeah. just saw like and the you number, were just like, the number dollar amount long. and I'm all oh absolutely not because last last season we gave um. Rafael Montero junior a 3 year contract and it was just stupid and I was like absolutely not there's no way that the Astros were going to pay a really pitcher 4 years for 44 million dollars like yeah. and then you know but converting to a starter if this experiment works i that is like steal of a deal yeah,
1: I think it's a win-win because I thought Jordan Hicks might wait for Josh Hader to sign because he is arguably the second best reliever on the market other than Hader and I don't know I knowing think that Jordan- have
0: some words for you Kelse.
1: <laughs> He's probably going to end up with the Cardinals so we'll see. But um yeah, I I thought Hader's quest to get overpaid surely might help set Hicks's value even if just a little bit higher. Right. But this is obviously, I think he probably had kind of two different him and his representation probably had two different ways that they were going about it. And, uh, Helsley was saying that Hicks has always wanted the opportunity to, to start and get a bona fide chance to be a starter. So good for him.
0: Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, the reds reds are sneaky, making all kinds of moves. Like I, I did not see the reds being so. Yeah active in the off season but good on your reds i'm excited to watch you guys next season because they signed left-hand pitcher brent uh brent Suter for one year 202.5 million dollars excuse me with a 3.5 million dollar club option for 2025 with its five hundred thousand dollar team buyout um i'm so excited like he grew up a reds fan and is from cincinnati that yeah. like hometown boy gets to go back yeah, I love all of these
1: pumped, and he's just such—he's such like a down-to-earth dude. Seems like such an awesome teammate. He has From the deprived. Rockies, right? He was, yes. Who was okay. he with before he got picked up by the Rockies mid-season? Um, he was with the Brewers before then. Okay, yeah, he was. I think he was DFA'd by the Brewers and picked up off waivers by the Rockies. But yeah, so cool. I mean, he's, he's so pumped. He is very, he adds an element of versatility to their bullpen. That, uh my, my Reds fan, my go-to Reds fan, John brought this up on our live stream the other night because it like happened while we were, or the same day that we were recording and I kind of missed mm-hmm. it. But yeah, to your point, the, the Reds are raising the bar for the central division the same way that the Cubs are. And I'm here for it because it's just another reason why I need the Cardinals organization to look at this and say like, it's not enough just to squeeze into the playoffs every year. It, that's not going to happen anymore with the way that these teams are, are co- more committed to being competitive than they have been in
0: quite a while. So
1: I'm so, I'm,
0: I'm so excited. Once, all of the free agents that actually sign and like go to their respective places. I'm so excited to go over like these teams and do like a, like a team ranking kind of deal because Mm -hmm. that I've been on the Reds pitching staff for the last two seasons, like for fantasy baseball Um, side note, do you want to do fantasy baseball? I've never done fantasy (gasps)
1: baseball before.
0: And I would, since you don't have
1: rules and you might judge me less, like I'll do it. Yes, I would do it. I would do it with you. I feel like I love this. Okay, right person to introduce me to it.
0: Okay, got so if you guys if you are a lady and wants to wants to do fantasy baseball with us and you you don't you don't get your feelings hurt. Come come talk to me. Come slide into my DMS so that we can chat about this fantasy baseball, but um, I have been on the Reds pitching staff for my fantasy teams for the last two seasons and they have gotten me all kinds of points, all kinds. Yeah. Um. So depending on, and we'll, we'll go over this, but depending on like the league, you get various points, depending on like what categories you, you put in mm-hmm. and strikeouts, strikeouts are a huge thing mm. in, in my league. So you don't want ground ball pitchers, yeah. ground ball pitchers, <laughs> Pitch contact guys. Don't, you don't want them. Okay. Um, like Snell, probably not, not your favorite Ooh, yeah. guy. Okay. No, not going with them. Um, Strikeout pitchers, strikeout pitchers are the guys. So, Hunter Green would routinely, like when he was on, would give me so many points. Yeah. So, points. so I'm very excited to see this this young Reds team. Yeah. Um, they are definitely nice to watch. Yeah. Speaking but, of who's not going to be yeah. with the Reds,
1: uh, Joey Votto. We've already <laughs> expressed our. I don't. Disgust is a strong word. Like whatever. I get it. Reds. Badness. Joey Votto. Career red. Yeah free agent for the first time in his career and i think you talked about maybe last week or the week before how he he tweeted out how he you know being a free agent was like being lost in space in the movie gravity and he needed george clooney to come and save him and yeah. us as a baseball fan community were like Joey Votto we will all save you <laughs> like someone save Joey Votto good news is four teams are reportedly interested in Joey Votto so all I really care at this point is that we're going to see him play baseball in 2024.
0: Yeah. Um, Also the fact that he tweeted out a care bear gif for this news, just joy Votto, I love you so much. If for some reason you hear this and you want to come talk to us and, and be the featured, like most interesting man in baseball by all means, uh, we would love, we will sell you to all 30 teams. Absolutely. I will do my best. You can teach me how to play chess, okay? Like, and maybe do TikTok. I don't know. He is
1: probably the best current Major League Baseball player as a social media follow. So get on it if you don't follow Joey Votto.
0: I, um, but really, landing spot. I want Joey Votto to go whip the White Sox clubhouse into shape.
1: Yep, we have committed to that. Joey Votto is going to be the leader. He is like the biggest completed puzzle piece for the White Sox cultural rebuild. Make it happen. Chris gets. Or Come the on. Yeah. I mean, another team that, that we're seeing do they And they might be more likely to spend. I mean, not that, not that I, you're going to have to spend as much money on somebody like Joey Votto, but you right. should,
0: you should somebody you should. make
1: that investment
0: anyways um so we're gonna end with the last bit of news but it's not apparently been the club hasn't put it out but everybody else has put it out so we're gonna report on it so the marlins said goodbye to um kim, Ang. kim Ang. i was like racheling that's not that's not <laughs> it. they said goodbye to kim Ang, and they hired uh rachel balkovich well, Kimming was yeah.
1: their, was their GM and they basically, I don't, I can't remember if we talked about that. I think we talked about this when it happened. They wanted to hire a president of baseball operations over her mm-hmm. and she opted out of Thank her contract because she was kind of like, are you kidding me? That basically makes me an right. assistant GM again. And I've already done that for 20 years and I'm freaking Kimming. And the reason that your team was in the playoffs this past season was because of me, but it's yeah. fine.
0: I'll go take my talents
1: know. elsewhere. Elsewhere, so good for her. Yes, but also good for Rachel. Rachel Balkovec. Tell us about her.
0: Is it? Is it? So there's no H on the end of that. It's, it's I don't
1: think so. You, it is said Balkovec.
0: Okay, I am. I'm pretty sure. Okay, very sorry, Rachel, if we mispronounce your name. Come on the show. Tell tell us how you <laughs> tell us yeah. how you say your name. Uh, but he she is now the director of player development, which we like. Good for you. Um, the Astros actually had a a lady, Sarah Goodrum, that was player development. Nice. No longer, but you know. So okay,
1: so she is not the first woman She's
0: not. farm director, correct? Um, but you know, I guess Marlins were like, hey, you know what? Um, we we lost a lady. Now we must hire another lady.
1: I did see a lot of takes that you know the Marlins are trying to save face here, blah blah blah, and you know, yeah, that's, and I'm it- like sad if it's true whatever that's not the thing that we need to focus on in terms yeah. of this hire because this person is wildly qualified yep. and she is actually far more qualified than many other men who have held this position so can even talking about the fact that she is a woman and i'm sure she's more sick of it than anybody but yeah she was the first uh, full-time manager who was a woman for a major league affiliated team she was with the tampa tarpons
0: the tarpons, tarpons? mm-hmm what is a tarpon? Must be a type of it, fish. It is. It is a type of fish. It's kind of like a swordfish. Ah, okay. I dig it. Kind of like a swordfish.
1: Tampa tarpons uh, for, from 2022 to 2023. So she leaves the Yankees organization to come on over and take on this new position with the Marlins. And this is very much part of her trajectory to ultimately work in the front office because her ultimate goal is to be a GM and a president of baseball ops, whatever. Because according to her, she gave a great interview, and I believe this was on foul territory, but it was it was a while ago. It was probably almost a year ago at this point, uh, where she talked about how she wants to actually have the effect on on how the team is built and have the most, you know, overall hand in Ooh. in making up uh, an impactful roster, and that is it. Kind of gave you some some unique insight into the inner workings of. Current most current major league teams these days of where you know she straight up said like that's not the manager, it's it's the GM. Love that.
0: I believe it. Love that. So very cool for her. Um, side note, we didn't uh, I say we're we're gonna end on this because I totally forgot to put it in the notes. Um, did you see that Alex Anthopoulos got extended? He did. I hope they they bought out that island. 2031 Twenty thirty one. He, that's such a like a random year i'm like oh all right it's 2031 he will be there the atlanta braves um gm and is it gm is it is he president of Opera? i don't remember i don't the know guy, what his exact title is the but... guy who makes the decisions on who goes where and how much they get paid and all of that fun stuff and he has an...
1: of anthopolis island yes
0: yeah. um I need to. I need to know. I need. I need to know how big the mor- murder board is, um, and and how big the fountain of youth for for that is. Apparently, but, got eight more years to try to figure it out. At least. Yeah. Um. Congrats, Braves. I. I feel like Braves fans are super ha- happy about this. Yeah. Why not? Because you know. I mean, look what he's done so far. Do, all of the things. All of all of them.
1: It will be really fun eight years from now, Susie, when we're we're still sitting here, talking. Uh, About Anthopolis Island, if if that narrative changes at all, because there are, oh man, it's just so. Does he have
0: to give 1% of his contract back?
1: Uh, That was a question I was asking, and I saw people asking that on Twitter as well. So, Braves organization, let us know. If you own a piece of the Braves public money, let us know. Um, But yeah, I will be interested to see if he stays in good favor over such a long term uh, a long tenure because yeah. that is very challenging for baseball executives and leadership of any kind to do.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so that's that's about all of the news around the around the leagues. I'm sure we've missed, you know, tiny moves here and there. Kyle Tucker got married over the weekend. Kyle oh, Tucker. Yeah, got congrats Kyle Tucker. Yes, our king. Um side note, Alex Bregman was not at the wedding. Ooh, interesting. I was like, what's that about? What's Jackson that about?
1: No. Holiday, I think got married last weekend. And hey, he's 20. He's yeah. 20. But he anyway, is a lady. Like, all the car Ali Marmel was there, Adam Wainwright was there, Matt Carpenter was there. Matt Holiday obviously is his father. So all of these, you know, Cardinals royalty at the Jackson Holiday wedding. So that- watch out Orioles, the Cardinals might pay for Jackson Holiday. It's or his precious. dad might take a hometown discount. I I thought that I was I mean obviously he's still very connected with the organization yeah. but I didn't realize it was like that. Oh yeah. You know, come to my son's wedding. So
0: kind thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Um I yeah, I don't I don't know what's what's happening over there with with whatever everyone's like, oh, but Alex Bregman wasn't there. Um, Altuve wasn't there, and I was like, guys, not everybody can come to everybody's wedding, okay? Yeah, um, and not
1: all of them have to be best friends. I mean, it's again, it's just like with any coworkers. Like, you have two or three coworkers that you would consider like friends outside of work, maybe if you're lucky. And then yeah. there's you know, there's thirty more, but they're not people that you're gonna invite to your wedding. It's fine. Yeah, it's
0: fine. yeah. So I'm like, I I needed to see the Ryan Stanek, like view with with Kyle Tucker, and I did not see that, and I'm very sad about it. But um, other rumor mill, if if Hector Neris goes to Cardinals, I'll be very thrilled. I will be thrilled for for the Cardinals, because apparently Hector Neris is linked to the Yankees and the Rangers, and hmm. neither team I'm going to be happy about.
1: Hmm. Absolutely. The Cardinals are usually pretty good about staying out of any rumor mills, so they just end up like oh they did it they were never really on the radar so i wouldn't be surprised and i i think he's a good target for what they say they are looking to
0: let's hope. so because we'll because if hector Neris ends up on the yankees or or the rangers <laughs> i will i'm gonna have to fight i will i will have to fight yankee people all the time if he ends up in the yankees we're gonna have to put that on the the paid the patreon the paid- <laughs> that's that
1: per is, view. Busy. <laughs> busy versus yankees and rangers fans
0: <laughs> that will be delightful so um kelsey tell the people where they can find you on the socials
1: yeah the best place to find me for constant baseball content is on twitter twitter forever at bird tweets and then i almost at dot tweets.com Th- that's not a thing yet but maybe it should be <laughs> okay uh, at be. that's b-u-r-d Keyboard tweets. My link tree is there. So that'll take you to, you know, whatever podcast platform you want to listen to bourbon and baseball or babes, babes or peace, love and baseball, which is my solo podcast that I put out every Tuesday. And, you know, we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. But if you, you find that link tree, you find
0: me everywhere you want to be. Yes. So go listen to Kelsey because she puts out good baseball content. Scott Brown says so. so I hear yeah yeah um still holding strong in korea and and japan i don't know how or why you guys found the podcast but we appreciate you so so much holding strong on the apple podcasts yeah if this was zoom though that that would make hearts and you know like- it would. yeah oh zoom uh-huh it's a little yeah. creepy. not not so much on the stream yard but on yeah. zoom you do that and then like if you do like the thumbs up it do- also does something but yeah yeah. not over here on Streamyard, though not over here i mean that's a little busy i i don't know how i feel about that and it's like exploding hearts too or something wow so like, like when you do like the hard hands it it does ex- anyways so um america united states where are you peoples i need you to get on this please and thank you i would i would really appreciate that i need someone to invest um heavily into into my baseball content career so that i can just do this full time come on now like well that for us (laughs) so leave all of me please
1: golly he's looking to put money in really different creative spots so i'm just saying he's our guy
0: just saying so if you have not yet please please leave a five-star rating leave us a written review we would love that hit subscribe on the youtubes Okay, I would love that. Please and thank you. I don't know where the the actual subscribe button on the YouTube's it's, is, but it's, it's like, like right under the video. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty easy to um, find. do it though. Okay? Tell your Not friends.
1: me you with anything. It's just going to make sure that you know when we put something new out. Yeah. Like when on. you come to YouTube.
0: Exactly. You know, no like we like it just sends you like little like notification, "Hello, hello, new things." So, with that, we are going to say goodbye and good night. I'm not going to say goodnight because it's not the night time, but I am going to say goodbye. We're going to hit end stream, and yay! As well.